Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I'm your host, Becky Easton. Last week, our Work It Wednesday discussion started the conversation about how your choice of business entity affects your tax obligations. Because along with personal liability protection, record-keeping requirements, and how you plan to finance your operation, one of the main factors to consider when choosing an entity structure for your business is deciding how you want your company to pay taxes. Your choice of entity not only determines the rate at which your business is taxed, as well as how and when you're required to file your taxes, but it can also impact a variety of factors affecting both you and your company. So, Last week, I talked about sole proprietorships, partnerships, and limited liability companies. And today, I'm going to cover the tax treatment of the remaining two entity structures, C-corporations and S-corporations. And I'll discuss the benefits and drawbacks related to each one. C-corporations are separate tax-paying entities that file their own tax returns, Form 120, or rather 1120, to report its income, as well as claim deductions and credits. Corporations taxed as C-corporations currently pay taxes at the corporate rate of 21% on all net income. Post-tax profits are then distributed to the company's shareholders as dividends. Dividends are then taxed on the shareholders' personal income tax return at their individual tax rates. This means that the corporation itself gets taxed first, and then you get taxed again on your income from the corporation. To avoid this system of double taxation, the owner of a C corporation may elect to have the C corporation taxed as an S corporation, which I will discuss a little bit more next. Due to the expense and complexity of creating and maintaining a traditional corporation and dealing with double taxation, Very few small businesses will choose to be taxed as a C-Corp. However, once your business begins to have an annual profit of over $200,000 or so annually, beyond your salary and retirement account contributions, it could be worth considering a C-Corp for your entity structure. Once you get there, or if you're there now, reach out to a personal family lawyer or family business lawyer near you and discuss whether a C-corporation entity structure might be an effective tax-saving strategy for your business. Then we've got the S-corporation. S-corps aren't business entities in and of itself, but rather the S-corp is a special tax election made by the owner of a C-corp or an LLC to notify the government that the corporation should be taxed as a pass-through entity. As I discussed a bit last week, unless you elect for your LLC to be taxed as an S-Corp, a single-member LLC is automatically taxed as a sole proprietorship, while multiple-member LLCs are taxed as a partnership. C-Corps can also elect to be taxed as an S-Corporation, thereby avoiding the double taxation issue. Instead, when your business entity elects S-Corp status, All profits from your business entity are passed through to the shareholders via a K-1, and each shareholder reports their share of the profits as income on their personal tax return. However, not all LLC or C-corporations can elect S-corp status. In order to file the S-corporation deduction, or rather election, 
Your business must first meet the following requirements. It must be a U.S. corporation. It can maintain only one class of stock. It's limited to 100 shareholders or less. Those shareholders must be individuals, estates, or certain qualified trusts. Each shareholder must be a U.S. citizen or permanent resident alien with a valid social security number. And all shareholders must consent in writing to the S-Corp election. So in addition to these requirements, for an S-Corp election to save taxes versus reporting all profits on a Schedule C, you want to have at least $60,000 of net income per year. And furthermore, to prevent business owners from avoiding payroll taxes by taking disproportionately large profit distributions, the IRS requires S-Corp owners to pay themselves reasonable compensation in exchange for their services. What constitutes reasonable compensation is a highly subjective matter and one that you definitely want to discuss with qualified counsel and also your CPA. This issue is particularly crucial for you to get right. If the IRS determines that your compensation was not reasonable by its standards, your business could face some serious consequences. For instance, the IRS could reclassify all of your S-Corp distributions at wage payments subject to employment taxes, which could leave you on the hook for a massive back tax bill. And on top of that, you could face penalties of up to 100% plus negligence penalties. Given such grave repercussions, you definitely want to be sure you're consulting with qualified counsel to ensure your compensation satisfies the IRS requirements. Choosing the entity structure that's right for your business is something you shouldn't try to handle on your own. There's just simply too much at stake should you get something wrong. And as a personal family lawyer with business planning expertise, a, or a family business lawyer is going to offer you trusted advice on selecting the entity that's best suited for your particular company, not just for how it's taxed, but for the other factors that affect your chosen entity as well. So from personal liability protection and required administrative formalities to your ability to finance your company, an excellent lawyer is going to offer you the support and guidance that you need to choose the entity that's most advantageous for every circumstance your company might face. So I highly recommend, guys, if any of this is sounding like you need to speak with someone or you have questions about it, definitely reach out to a family business lawyer near you at familybusinesslawyer.com or not .com.co, um, familybusinesslawyer.co, or um, also reach out to a personal family lawyer near you who may be able to refer you to excellent counsel that they work with as well. And you can find one at familybusinesslawyer.com. I can't talk today, guys. Familybusinesslawyer.co for family business lawyers, personalfamilylawyer.com for personal family lawyers. I want to thank you guys again for being back here with me. After I've been sick for a couple weeks and uh, working to get these all, a few of these back episodes posted. And um, I appreciate you sticking in here with me. I'm glad to be back. Um, I, I missed posting while I was gone. And, but you know, when I couldn't make it more than 
I don't know, five minutes of talking without dying in coughs. Um, you know, I kind of had to pull back from some of the talking, at least. I mean, when you make make your living at talking to people <laughs> as an attorney, uh, it makes it really hard to uh, recover <laughs> from from colds or losing my voice or anything like that. But anyway, this has been another episode of Family Wealth and Other Musings. I am your host, Becky Easton. Thank you so much for being here with me and have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.